want to uh, take you to a scripture for a moment before I share with you what God gave me in its specificity. I'm going to take you to a scripture. Uh, it's actually a scripture that is from the Old Testament, but Jesus actually reads it and gives it to us again in the New Testament. And it comes in the book of Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4. And in case you're wondering, look at that. I'm going old school. I'm going retro. I got an old school page-turning Bible. I know, I'm telling you what. I plugged it in last night, made sure it was charged, so it still worked. Uh, uh, that was a terrible joke. Uh, Luke chapter 4, verse number 17 says this. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty to them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That is a very profound and prophetic scripture there in Luke chapter 4. And before I get too far, I want to just note a couple things here about this scripture because I want you to understand the context. Let's go back through again and let's look at what Jesus Christ came to do. Number one, he came to preach the gospel to the poor. That word poor there doesn't speak necessarily of being uh, monetarily poor or you don't have any money, but it speaks more of being poor in spirit, poor in your uh, emotions, poor in, in, in your, in your, uh, 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 in hope, poor in those nature. Now can, does that mean, of course, if you look through scripture, Jesus, uh, often ministered to the poor that were poor in monetarily poor, but this is also speaking of a spiritual poorness as well. So number one, to preach the gospel to the poor. Number two, uh, to heal the brokenhearted. Number three, to preach deliverance to the captives. And remember that one, we're going to come back to that one. Recovering a sight to the blind, and that word blind, again, that's speaking not just of a blindness, of a physical blindness, but it's also talking about a spiritual blindness. And to set at liberty to, to them that are bruised. There are five things there, five aspects of ministry that Jesus came to do. What's amazing is we, we know that's in Scripture, we read it, but when we are talking about things that we want from God in our life, we usually are looking for comforts or things, God bless me, I need more money, I need a better house, I need this, I need that. These are the things that we want, but God ultimately wants to do these five things first and foremost in our lives. He wants the gospel in our lives. He wants to heal the broken places. He wants to deliver the things in our life that we're captive to. He wants to open our eyes from the blindness, and ultimately he wants to set at liberty them that are bruised, the hurting, the broken. These are five aspects. So I come to you today because I believe what God has given me this morning and what God gave me in a dream last night is specific to the ministry of Jesus Christ. I can't, I've not come here today to tell you that your life, I've come to make your life better. I've come to give you the secret sauce, the magic formula to sprinkle over you and voila, uh, you got money and diamonds falling from the sky and your bank account's full and you can now officially take off work. I'm not giving you the spiritual lottery. 
but I am today want to share with you the ministry of Jesus Christ, the specifics, because, boy, I tell you what, it doesn't take much to look around at, us, at, our, at our world and the current state of our world and to look at that in comparison to uh, these scriptures and to recognize the fact that um, our world is in desperate need of this type of ministry. And there's a lot of you listening today that one of these five areas you need Jesus in right now. This is not a future tense thing. It's not a past tense thing. It's a current present state. That one of these five aspects of the ministry of Jesus Christ you currently need right now. You might be poor in spirit. You might feel brokenhearted. You might feel captive. You might feel bruised. There are things right now that you are in need of that Jesus Christ and the ministry of Jesus Christ that was manifested through the man Christ Jesus, but now is manifested through the power of the name of Jesus, through the Spirit of God that, that resides in believers who have received that Spirit. That's the ministry of Jesus Christ. And so because of that today, I have not come with any fancy words or wisdom or uh, neat tricks or little sayings to help you. I'm praying in the name of Jesus, in the words of the Apostle Paul. I don't come with enticing words of man's wisdom, but I come today with demonstration of spirit and of power. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, I loose the manifestation of your spirit and power. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Last night I had a dream, and... Um, I don't dream a lot. I'm not a. I'm not necessarily a big dreamer. I know some dream have dreams fairly regularly. I don't, even though I do dream. Uh, but when I woke up this morning, um, the best way I could describe it, I want to make sure I try to describe this in a way that I, I, I don't want to um, exaggerate or to uh, sensationalize something. I want to try to share with you the way it is without making it into some sensationalized Hollywood version. Uh, but I, when I woke up this morning, um, I had this dream in me, even though I don't remember dreaming it. I know that sounds weird from a natural standpoint. I know most of you don't, may, may, some of you watching may not understand that, but, but uh, from a spiritual aspect, the best way I can describe it is I had a, a, I had a spiritual file. I know this sounds like corny, but a spiritual file downloaded into me this morning when I woke up. And when I woke up, it was there and as if I would, had dreamed it, but I don't ever remember dreaming this. But the more I got up this morning, and, and I got to be frank with you, I, I, I'm gonna, when I woke up and I kind of got this and I sat back and I remember... I don't remember having a dream like that last night. I don't remember dreaming that. But then the more I sat there this morning, the more the details of this became more and more. It was like I could relive the dream. I could go back and look at specific parts of the dream. And the more I, the more I sat there, the more, the more real it became. 
And then I realized, duh, you know, it takes me a while sometimes to recognize this. It was like, duh, uh, this is coming from Jesus. This is not coming from bad pizza or the fact I, you know, I ate something. What, you know, what'd you eat yesterday? Well, honestly, uh, not much. So uh, we were running all day yesterday. Uh, and so I didn't have anything that would have thrown me off. So if you're thinking, well, maybe you had bad food or maybe that was the case, I I didn't have that. So let's eliminate that. So I knew this was coming from God. So I began to sit there this morning and the Lord began to show this to me. And I was in a, uh, a large room. Uh, the room itself was extremely large. I could not see the room I was in, but I, I felt like I was in a room. I I sensed I was in a room, even though the room was so massive that I could not see the walls. Everything around me was dark. But I sensed I was in a room. I don't know if that's important, but I, I was in a room. And in the center of this massive room was this, was this box. And, um, and I say box, you're thinking like cardboard box, a square. Uh, it was large because inside this square there was a pretty significant group of people. I don't specifically remember. That's the amazing part about this. And I, I know this is a God part. I don't remember any faces. I couldn't tell you what they were wearing. I do know that they were both male and female inside this box. Um, but I can't tell you how many. It was more than one. It was less than a million. I don't know how many were in that. It was a lot of it was, it was a group of people. And every time in the vision or the dream, I try to go back and see inside the box, God doesn't let me see anybody. And ultimately, I know that's God because the, today it's not about me and having to be, God knows specifically who this is for. So I leave all that to him. But in this box, inside this large, black, massive room, this box for me, I was standing on the outside of the box looking, or this, I say box, it was a small room, I guess. It was a room inside the big room. I'll put it that way because I say box and I can see maybe that's not conveying what it was. It was a room inside of a room. So you got the massive room I was in, you got the smaller room with all these people. And I was standing, I don't know, 50 feet away from this room and I, and I was observing what was happening inside this box. And... As I watched, now it was, it was amazing in this vision, I don't, again, because it all was downloaded to me by God, I, it wasn't like I lived this out. So I, I can say this, I stood there for a while. I don't know how long a while was, but I, I watched this play out. In the beginning, those that were in the box were very panicked. They were, I don't know, I can't imagine, I've, I've been in several places before, where I felt claustrophobic. Um, I've been in places before where I felt like I was enclosed and it's not a very good feeling. Um, it's a very panicked feeling. And when you feel like you are pinned in and you can't get out, it is a very, very panicky feeling. Some of you don't like being claustrophobic at all. And I wish I could say it was a claustrophobic feeling, but it was a more of a terror. In the eyes of those that were there, it was just like they, they were trapped inside this room and they knew they couldn't get out, but they were, they were under such 
panic to try to get out. But no matter how hard they tried, they could not get out of this, this room. They couldn't get out. And what was amazing to me was, and I'll get to this in a minute, there were no doors. And you're saying, well, how can I see in the room? I'm going to tell you that in a minute, how I can see in the room from the vision. But there was no door. So it wasn't like, you know, if you're in a room and there's a door, what is everybody going to do, right? They're all going to go for the door. But this room, all the walls from the inside looking out, when you were in the inside from in the room and you're looking out, all the walls and the ceiling and the, and the, and the root and the, the, the floor were all the same. It was just solid. So it was as if you were, and I hate to use this term because I know this is, uh, it would, is a very panicky way of describing it. It would almost be equivalent to being buried alive where you just are absolutely surrounded and with no way out. And you feel that panic mode that, uh, and I, this is a horrible thing um, to, to describe, but I'm trying to convey sort of the, the, the desperateness. There have been some for horrible reasons that have been buried alive. And when they have opened up the box that they were in, they can actually see that they had clawed claw marks into the wood or whatever they were trying to scratch that was to sort of convey that's that's what the best way i can describe is that these people were in this windowless doorless room and there was almost that feeling you would get if you were buried alive and they were in absolute sheer panic to get out and this went on for a while this panic but no matter how hard they tried it couldn't and they were it was amazing because they were clamoring against each other for each, each one of them was like sort of taking a turn and one of them would do it for a while and another one would grab hold and it was just, just insanely panicked, get out of the box feeling. And I watched this go on for a while in this vision. And then after a while, I watched a, just a sheer and utter hopelessness begin to wash over those inside that room. And after a little while longer, I could begin to see some of them return away from the wall and they got back into the center of this cube, this room, and they just began to sit down. Sit down. Just sit on the floor. Again, what's amazing is I don't, I can't, I can't tell you faces. I can't tell you skin color. I can't tell you hair color. I can't tell you what they were wearing. The, it's a faceless image of people, but I understood and can see what they were doing, even though I couldn't describe to you one person inside there. I don't know if they were white, black, green, yellow, purple. Can't tell you. Can't tell you. I knew there. I do. I do know there were male and female in there, but I can't tell you if they were tall, short, hair color. None of that. It's all blank to me. God never gave me any of that. So they began to get back to the center of this room, and they sat down in the middle. And one by one, they began to sit down in the middle of this room. And I, and I, and I wish I could describe to you the hopelessness that I felt coming out of that. I, again, I'm standing. 50 feet away, I'm guessing, watching all this happen. And you say, well, how is that possible? The best way to describe it is the walls were like a two-way mirror. I could see in, but they couldn't see out. 
I could see in, but they they couldn't see out. To them, it was all solid, but to me, I could see them perfectly. So I could watch all that was going on, but they couldn't see me. And so the best way to describe it was sort of like a two-way mirror. Their side was completely uh, solid, but on my side, I could easily see in. So I'm, I'm wondering, how are you watching all this? Well, that's how I, that's, that's the, what came to me. That's the knowledge that came to me. It was like, you can see in, but they can't see out. And so because of that, there's this sheer, and I watched as they just sat down and, and literally after a while, all of them sat down and, and, and they just gave up. They gave up. It was such an utter, I couldn't see the expression on their face, but you can almost, the best way to describe it is I could feel, like tangibly feel the power of hopelessness oozing out of, I, I, it was such, I don't, I don't know if you ever had that, it's like that sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach that ultimately you feel like it is absolutely hopeless. It's almost like, it's almost like a, a, a nervous nausea, stomach and knots. You just, it's just a sick sinking feeling of hopelessness. It was so powerful coming out of that box or that room. I keep saying it's a box. I see it as a box, this room that the more people sat down and they all just sort of sat down in the middle of the middle. They stopped going towards the, the walls. They all just kind of congregated back to the middle and they all just sort of one by one, they just got back to the middle and started sitting down. And every time someone sat down, it's just this. So I, by the time they all got down, I, I walked over to the room. And I don't know in the dream or the vision, I wasn't going over to do anything. I, I think I was going, I, I was curious. I was curious of what was happening. And so I walked over to the, walked over to the, to my, the, the side facing me. It was the, the, there was a, was, you could see all four sides because again, it was inside this larger room. So it was all four sides were visible. So I walked over to the side that was facing me and I walked up to the edge of this, uh, wall that they were the, the room, the wall, the room. And I know this sounds so weird. I get it, but I'm just, Jesus knows. I reached out cause I wanted to touch I wanted to see what it was made out of. Like, how could they not, like, in my mind, I was thinking, how could they not break it? How, how could they not, how could they not get past this? I mean, there's these, you know, the people were panicking, sheer panicking, smashing, hitting, knocking the wall. You think, man, you know, what is this stuff made out of? They couldn't break through. And I, I gotta be, it, this is the part that blows me away. When I went to reach and hit the wall, there was nothing there. Literally, my hand went through it. I wanted to like kind of, I wanted to, you know, do a material check, right? Is it wood? Is it metal? Is it glass? What is it? That I think that's what I was attempting to do in this vision. But literally, when I walked up to it, I don't know, it was like, I guess it was like right here. And I went like this, my hand, you ever want to go, you ever go to hit something and, and, and expect resistance and I went to knock it to you know hit tap on it to kind of hear it okay what kind of material is this 
And I remember I went to hit, and literally it was like, it was almost like, and, and it was all, I couldn't believe there was nothing there. Nothing. And immediately, immediately, God began to speak to me and brought this scripture back to me today. Because what it showed me was what was going on inside that room was not about the circumstance. If it was about getting out of the box or getting out of that room, I would have probably, I would imagine, have felt something and God would have given me a hammer or a, given me a, something to break it open. But there was nothing there. But yet, there was nothing there, but it was there. It was still there. I could see it. Literally in front of me, I, I could see it. I could see that there was a wall there, but there was nothing there as far as... It was there, but it wasn't there. If that, if that makes sense at all. And immediately began, the Lord began to bring this back to me. The scripture back to me. Because it wasn't circumstances that was keeping them in there. They were bound. They were blind. They were bruised. They were captive. But the worst part about it is they'd given up hope. When I woke up this morning and all this began to be downloaded in me, It took me a few minutes, I hate to say this, it took me a few minutes to kind of get all this information and say, okay, I know this is God. I hate to say this. Like, you should know already it was God. Well, I, I, I don't want to ever be accused or ever have where I come on here and just start randomly making things up to entertain you. I want to know it's God. So I go through major checks to go okay was this god is this god is this god and i'm praying and i believe the lord and what really made me recognize it was god was as a part of this came a spiritual opposition and i'm telling you today i don't know who you are but i can feel jesus this is not me what's amazing is i didn't break the glass it wasn't any i just was there observing I, it wasn't like god gave me a hammer and said you go do it buddy It's all you. It was almost as if at the end, I didn't see this part. This is where I'm, you're, you're going to walk in faith. Hi, my name is Joel. I'm walking in faith too because this is all faith today. It was as if you had to try to get those people to believe that they were in a room but they didn't have to stay in that room. Mm. They could see the room. The room looked real to them, but they didn't have to stay in that room. The reason they stayed in there is because they believed they could never get out. 
And because they had lost hope and believed they couldn't get out, they were in that room. But I was on the other side of it, and I could tell that this thing cannot keep them in there. I'm telling you today, some of you that are watching me this morning, or maybe you've come back and watched it another day, I'm telling you, you feel like you have been trapped. Whether it's been a week, two weeks, years, you've been in this feeling where you feel like you're just in this defined space and you can't get out. And you remember the times, or maybe it's you're in that season right now. You remember the time of fight where you were fighting and doing everything you knew how to try to get it. You tried every trick in the book. You tried everything. You tried this. You did there. You went this. You did that. You did this step. You did that step. You went to that treatment. You went to there. You tried this trick. You read this book. You listened to this podcast. You watched this YouTube video. You took this medication. You listened to this person. You went and talked to that person. You did everything you could and knew to do. To get out of that box, fighting with everything in you to change things. But the more that you fought, it just felt like it was never going. And whether it's happened or it's beginning to happen, but the, 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 the current situation you're in now is you're starting to lose hope and you're starting to get that attitude well, this is the way it's going to be, or this is my lot in life, or this is the way it's always been, it's going to always... And then we're starting to live in that dangerous world of acceptance where now you have no hope and you're absolutely living in hopeless. And I've come to tell somebody today in the Holy Ghost, April 11th, 2021, in the power of the name of Jesus Christ, the ministry of Jesus Christ has come today. If you're watching in your living room, if you're watching in your bedroom, if you're watching in your basement, if you're watching in your car, if you're standing on the dark side of the moon, you're watching. It doesn't matter where you are. I've come to tell somebody today in the power of the Holy Ghost, that Jesus Christ is here today to set you free. You don't have to be in a church facility to experience this. You don't have to have a preacher next to you to experience this. Because you know what was amazing? Here is the awesome part about this. What I got out of this vision was I didn't break the glass. I didn't break the walls. I didn't go around laying hands on them saying, in Jesus' name, you be free. And they were like, wow, this guy has got some... I, did, I was just the one who was given information. I was the one just to relay the information. To say, here's what's happening... Here's what God's going to do or able to do. Now, what do you want to do about it? See, my wife and I, we were talking about this last night. And um, we were sharing some things back and forth. And I realize most of us play more defense than we play offense. And what I mean by that is most of us live in a mentality. I live in a mentality a lot. I have lived. I'm speaking in faith. I'm trying to, the Lord's trying to change this in Jesus' name. 
we live in a mentality of trying to keep things away, keep things at bay, stop things. It's a defensive. So I'll just, we're always trying to deflect. Deflect or this thought comes in and so we just, okay, well, just I'll just kind of move that to the side here. I won't really, or, or this situation, I'll just. And so it's a very defensive mindset. But then when I read the word of God and I see the way God has made us to be, he said we're supposed to be kings and priests. We're supposed to be, we're supposed to walk as if we are walking with the spirit of God, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, meaning that same spirit. So if that's the case, I'm supposed to walk around as if I have Jesus Christ in my heart. That's not a, uh, I'm not saying that facetiously. I'm saying that because that's the way we're supposed to live. We don't live that way. I don't always live that way. But because of that defensive mentality, we are very susceptible to becoming prisoners of things that God never intended us to be bound by. And the only way to change that is you got to go from defense to offense. Now, I'm not saying before, hold your horses, time out, because some of you, I get, I say that, and you just get your spiritual goosebumps all giddy because you're like, oh man, are we going to go after some devils? You tell me where they are. I'm going to go find them. So today you're going to be walking around looking for every devil under every rock behind every bush because, oh, Pastor Joel said we should be on the offensive. So you're now going into Safeway or Giant or Sam's Club or wherever else you go shop or Walmart. And you're like, mm, I feel devils in here. I feel a devil here. Oh, I feel a devil right now. No, it's not a devil. It's the cereal aisle. You shouldn't be down there. No, it's not the devil. It's the cookie aisle. That may be the devil, but it ain't the devil. That's a different type of devil. So ultimately, today, God's trying to change the mentality. Take away the hopelessness so that you can realize and recognize that number one, there's hope. And according to this Scripture we just read, the ministry of Jesus Christ has come to set you free. Hear what I'm saying today. I am trying my best to stay calm and not get emotional because I don't want anyone to think I'm trying to hype you up or to make you in an emotional frenzy. I'm trying to deliver what God gave to me and let you decide whether or not you believe it or not. But I'm going to say this very boldly. With confidence, I'm gonna even I'm gonna, I'm gonna get real spiritual. I'm gonna lean in on you on this one so you understand and see what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be this way. In this vision, the people that I was watching, they had begin to are begun to accept a condition as that's the way it's going to be, that was never the intent. Some of you have accepted a state or a condition or something in your life that you've accepted 
and you've lost hope that it will ever change. And God has not been a part of that. And I believe in the name of Jesus. I don't know who it was. I do know it was more than one individual. I don't know if it was two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, a thousand, ten thousand. I don't know how many because ultimately I can only deliver what God gives me. But I believe today that God wants to break the chains of hopelessness. God wants to take some bondage, wants to set some, some uh, captives free. Today, in the name of Jesus. I don't know who you are, and I say that like I'm not saying that as like a proverbial thing. I say that because I'm literally looking at a camera. I don't know you. I don't know your face. I know There's some of you, I know you. We know each other quite well. But I don't know if you're the person God's trying to reach today. God has specifically, and more than likely, knowing how God operates, he specifically did not tell me anybody who this is for today because if I knew who it's for, I would may have the tendency in my flesh to try to help more because I know that person. So God has purposely left all this blank. I don't know, it could be for me. But I do believe that this is for somebody that's watching today or maybe God has brought you to watch this at a later date. And today, God woke me up this morning with this dream in my spirit to tell somebody that today can be the beginning. Today, it can begin to change. That the spirit of hopelessness, that the spirit of bondage, that the spirit of doubt, that the chains of unbelief, that the mentality of a captive that has kept you where you are can be broken off you today. And remember what I said earlier. This is not, this is not, this is not about necessarily the circumstances changing. Remember what I said earlier was that the box or the room it appeared to be there, but it wasn't there. I could move through it. Meaning, what you think is the reason why you're captive is not why you're captive. You're not captive because of where you live. You're not captive because of what your circumstances are. You're not captive because, you know what? I have met people who are in the greatest amount of physical bondage, but were free. Recently, I wish I could share it with you this morning. One day I'm able to do it. But I came across a testimony from some believers in China. And you listen to their testimony. And i got to be frank with you. They don't sound like they're bound. But when you look at their life, I mean, they can't even own this thing. Literally, to own this is taking their life in their own, own, in their own hands. Literally to the point that they have begun to memorize as much scripture as they possibly can because that's the only way they have access to a Bible. In fact, the story, uh, one of the stories, and my wife, uh, my wife has it, and we'll have to try to play it here because it's such a powerful story. One of the stories I came across was that um, they handed out Bibles in this room to people 
There was about, I don't know, 16 people, something like that. I can't remember specifically. And they only had like 10 Bibles. And so they handed out Bibles to this, uh, in this room. And, um, and the, they, they noticed that some people took the Bibles and then passed it off to somebody else. But then when they began to read, the person that was doing the, doing the, the, the little meeting they were having, when they began to read the scripture, they watched in amazement as the person that didn't have a Bible was mouthing the words to the scripture along. And so in curiosity, when it was all said and done, uh, they walked up to this uh, lady and they said, can I ask you a question? Why did you give uh, the Bible to your, why didn't you read the Bible? She says, I, I don't need to read it. I have it right here. You know, and we know we've all these like hide God's word in your heart, right? That kind of thing. No, she says I had the Bible right here, and he goes, well, "Well, what do you mean?" She said, "Well, I've been imprisoned many, many times, and uh, in prison, having a Bible is very bad. Can't have a Bible; it's completely illegal. And if they find the Bible, not only will you get con- will it get confiscated, but you'll be punished. And so, we've." learned how to smuggle in pages, pages, not books, a page. And she said, someone will smuggle in a page. And when we get that page, we're so desperate to know the word of God that we'll take that page and we'll read it and memorize it as fast as we can so that we can get rid of it. So no one will find out we have it. And we read it and we get rid of it. We throw it away. And so we learn to memorize scripture as fast as we can. So she said, I have memorized much of the Bible because I want to know God's word, but I can always have God's word because to have a Bible is illegal. Now that's somebody, to be frank with you, I I can't even, I can't even relate to kind of life that is. I've got Bible here. I got 14 other devices in my house that have a Bible. I've got stacks of Bibles over the years of ministry. I got Bibles everywhere. I have plenty of Bible. She's just desperate for a page. She's captive, but she's free. You know the problem is, especially us in this country, I'm telling you this, listen, I'm going, we're going to pray here in just a moment. I'm trying to get someone to realize what we're, what God's trying to do and what he's not trying to do. Americans have become convinced that circumstance are the path to change. There we rack up debt. We rack up immense financial pressure. Some of you are working multiple jobs. You're stressed every month because you're trying to pay for a lifestyle you can't afford. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I know I'm making anything now. You're trying to pay for a lifestyle you can't afford because you've been convinced that that lifestyle will make you happy. And not only are you not happy, but now you're under financial press, pressure trying to pay for a lifestyle that you wanted because it was going to make you happy. And what's amazing is we're so deceived that it does have enough feeling to last for a while that we feel like, well, if it lasted a while, if I could just get more, and we just keep chasing, 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 chasing. And then we get stressed out because we have bills to pay and we need another job. And then we got to take out, we got a credit card and we go, it's a mess. Because we've been convinced that circumstances and the change, if I could just move, if I could just do this, if I could change uh, wives, change husbands, change kids, change kids, uh, 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 whatever, change jobs, change schools, change lives, change clothes. 
whatever it is. So today I'm telling you, I'm not come to tell you that God's about to change everything. If you've got a clunker and you can't barely get that thing down the road without breaking down, when you get in your car today, you're going to still be praying, Jesus, take the wheel because this thing ain't making it. You're not going to walk out to your brand new uh, shiny car. If you got holes in your shoes, you're going to need to wear some socks today because you're probably still going to have some holes in your shoes. I'm not telling you today God's about to bless you in abundance because you're about to, it's about to get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, go boom. No, you've got holes in your shoes. You might still have holes in your shoes, but thank God I can get to heaven with holes in my shoes. I should, I should write a song called Holes in My Shoes. You can make it to heaven with holes in your shoes and you can go to hell in brand new shoes. Sounds like a bad country song. But <laughs> holes in my shoes, holes in my shoes. Thank God I've got holes in my shoes. Wow, we have derailed here quickly. Where's, we need a banjo and a, and a guitar. We'd be ready to go today. I did not come today to deliver a message of change of circumstance. I've come today to tell you today that God is wanting to set you free in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit. In every lie that tells you that this can never change, it's the way it's always going to be. I'm telling you now, it's a lie from the pit of hell and you don't have to live hopeless any longer. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I have delivered this word as you've given it to me. I've not tried to add to or take from. But right now, by the power of the name of Jesus and the authority of the word of God, I curse this spirit of hopelessness that is warring and has attached itself to some that are watching today that have feel absolutely hopeless. I curse it in the name of Jesus and I lose faith to operate in their heart right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Here's what I want you to begin to do for those of you that are watching that God has been speaking to you that you can that you can you can you can uh, 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 this dream resonates with you or this vision you can relate to it. I want you just begin to call out the name Jesus. You may have you may not have a clue. You may have never prayed a prayer in your life. I'm going to make it real simple for you right now. I want you just to simply use the words Jesus. I need you. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. You begin to, this is not about me. I can't do anything for you. I have no special sauce. I've got no special sprinkle dust to, to, to flutter on you to make it all go away. I'm just trying to tell you that there is somebody that is here that's bigger than all of this. It's bigger than that. And he's here today to set you free. But you've got to believe and turn to him because he's the only one that can do it. And what you think has bound you, God is here to set you free today. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
Jesus, help us today. Jesus, help us today. I bind every spirit of doubt. I bind every spirit of unbelief. I bind the spirit of hopelessness in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I take authority right now in Jesus' name over every chain of bondage. I take authority today in Jesus' name over every chain of, of, of captivity. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus and I speak Freedom and liberty in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. I speak healing into the brokenhearted today. I speak in the name of Jesus. I speak in the name of Jesus, the recovering of sight to the blind. In Jesus' name. I speak liberty to the captives. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In those that are bruised, I say, be whole in Jesus' name. I say, be whole in Jesus' name. You don't have to live like this. You don't have to stay like this. The Bible says, he who the Son has set free is free indeed. We have a God who can set you free today. The only thing you've got to do is believe and say, God, I believe you can do it. Help me. Maybe you can say like the man told Jesus that day, God, I believe. Help my unbelief. Be honest with God. Say, God, I'm believing, but I'm struggling to believe because I have a lot of unbelief because it feels like there's never going to change. But by faith, by faith today, I'm going to believe you. I'm not going to let my mind be on my circumstance. I'm not going to be on my mind on my condition. But I'm going to confess faith because your word says you can do it. And therefore, I know you cannot lie. And I'm going to believe in the name of Jesus that you can do it. Come on, say that. You, I, don't, don't, I can't pray this for you. You pray it. You say it. Tell God. Be honest with him. Nobody's around. If you've got to get up, go in the kitchen. Get away from people so you can be honest with God. Say, God, I'm trying to believe. I'm trying to believe. I'm trying to believe that this is for me. I'm trying to believe that this is for me and you're wanting to do this for me. But God, I've been in this room. I've been locked up in this cage. I've been locked up in this cube. I've been locked up in this box for so long. I don't know, God, if I'm ever going to be out, get out. So I believe you can do it. I'm just struggling, God, believing you can do this for me. But I'm going to push past my doubt for a minute and I'm going to say God I believe God I believe your word God I believe you're able God and more importantly I believe you can do it in me today today the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 now faith now faith now faith now faith now faith. You can't have faith for tomorrow. This is not about next week. This is not about, well, maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't happen. No, I want you to say, God, I believe you can do it today. The walls of bondage are coming down. The chains are being broken off today. Eyes are being opened today. Bondage is being broken off today. Hopelessness is being removed today. I'm telling you what I feel in the Holy Ghost. God is doing it right now. Wherever you are, I know this is silly. I know this may sound goofy in your natural mind, but I want you to push past your natural thinking. I want you to reach out in your in faith. I want you to lift your hands right ever, wherever you are, in your room, in your car. I want you to pull off to the side of the road. I want you to lift your hands to heaven right now. Say, God, here I am. Here I am, Lord. I believe. I believe. I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe. Jesus told the disciples that day, he said, hey, listen, why don't you cast your net on the other side? 
They said, Lord, we, we've been fishing all night. We've tried every side, front side, back side, left side, right side, every spot out here. But he said, just cast your net one more time on my word. And they did. They said, according to your word, Lord, we're going to obey. They cast their net one more time. And where there was no fish... There became so much fish, not only did their boat fill up, they had to call other people's boat. I know some of you, you've, you've prayed before, you've believed before, you've reached out before, and you say, I've done this before, I've tried everything under the sun. Why is today different? I don't know, but God woke me up this morning and said, for somebody today was the day. So if you in faith would just cast your net on the, on the side of the boat one more time and say, God... According to your word, I'm believing again. I'm believing again. According to your word, I'm doing it your way in your timing how you want to do it. I'm not going to do it. Circumstances, God, and tell God. I want you to tell God this. Say, God, if it never changes, if my circumstances never change, I don't have to have my circumstances change to believe you. Now, some of you might get stuck right there. That might be it. You might turn it off and say, that's it. I can't go farther because I've got to get this stuff to change you got to put that on the altar. you got to give that to God and say, God, if it never changes, I'm willing to say, God, whether if you never change my circumstances, I can't live a prisoner any longer. So whether or not you set me free in my circumstance, but God, I don't want to be bound any longer. I don't want to live hopeless any longer. I don't want to be prisoner to fear and doubt and worry and unbelief. I don't want to be a prisoner to pain in my past. I don't want to be a prisoner to this brokenhearted place. I don't want to be a prisoner to my addiction. I don't want to be a prisoner to this state of mind. But by faith today... I believe, God, you are setting me free. Be free now in the name of Jesus. Receive this word in Jesus' name by faith and be free now in the name of Jesus. Be free right now in Jesus' name. Be free right now in Jesus' name. Be free right now in Jesus' name. Come on, that's it right now. Just believe it. Come on, right now, receive it. Jesus is doing it. I can feel the power of God right now. I can feel the power of God moving. I can feel the power of God shaking and breaking right now in Jesus' name. Come on, receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. By faith. You know what's awesome? God's doing it right there in your living room. He's doing it in your kitchen. You might be in your bathroom. You might be in your bedroom. You might be in the car. You might be standing outside in a park. It's awesome because God's coming to you. He's in your box. He didn't ask you to get out. He came into your box. He came into the world. Right? God is not trying to get you out of that box. He said, I'm going to come hang out with you in the box. You don't have to be hopeless because I'm in here with you. You don't have to be in bondage because I'm in this box with you. And I'm going to show you that what you think has kept you bound is not going to keep you bound any longer because I am the one that can set you free and I am the one that can keep you free. We just celebrated it last week. The cross and the blood of Jesus has set me free and I refuse to live in bondage any longer. Somebody needs to tell. You need to just flat out, you need to just get your feet on the ground. You need to get your head straight up and you need to say, I refuse to be in bondage any longer. Come on, I'm trying to get somebody to 
to, to wake up today. I'm trying to get somebody in the Holy Ghost to shake yourself for a moment and say, wait a minute, I am not going to live a prisoner anymore, but I am going to be free in Jesus' name. Come on, God is, God is right there. If you would just reach out and connect, He is right here. I can feel Him in this. I, I can feel Him in this studio. I can feel God right now moving. And it's not just me. I feel it because God is moving. And there are some of you that are responding. There are some of you that are still on the fence. And there's some of you that have shut me down. God help you because God is offering you a way out today. Take it! Take it! Step out of that faith. Reach out. Tell God, I'm not going to live this way any longer. I'm going to do it your way. I'm going to do it by your word. I'm going to speak in faith. I'm not going to let this fear bind me anymore. I'm not going to let these circumstances bind me and these, these are my emotions or my, or my hurt or my past or my present or my future bind me up anymore. But God, I am going to be free because you've made me free. And I'm going to walk in faith. In the name of Jesus Come on, just begin to continue to do that. Continue to do that. Continue to do that. Come on, this is not something that can just happen now and then you just turn off. Some of you, you just need to keep confessing, keep speaking, keep praying as God continues to do it. And the more you do it, the more those walls that used to keep you imprisoned, they're going to begin to lift. You're going to begin to see what I could see on the outside of the wall. You're going to begin to see from the inside that that what used to feel like a block is going to start to fade away. And God's going to begin to show you you're not bound like you think you are, but you're free because I've made you free in the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. Come on, just begin to continue to pray. Don't stop right now, but continue to pray. Continue to pray. Continue to confess. Continue to speak in faith. Continue to call out to Jesus in the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, that's it. Come on, that's it. Right where you are, right where you are. Come on, that's it. Just a few more moments of this in your, in your room, in your, in your home, on your territory. You're not coming into, my, in, into some holy territory. God's coming into your territory today. He's right where you are. He's setting you free right where you are, right there where you're at. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. We're about to turn this off, but that's not because we're quitting. We're doing this because we ultimately, this is not just about the moment, but God's going to continue to work. God's going to continue to move. God's going to continue to, to, to work in uh, your life, not just today, but this evening, tomorrow, all week. If you would continue what God has begun here today, if you would continue, God will, God's going to continue to do the work. God's going to continue to do the work in your life. It's not just the moment, but what about tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, the rest of this week? I want you to go back to this word and say, God, you said it on Sunday. I'm going to continue to walk in it. God, you told Sunday. You said Sunday. I'm going to, I want you to fight. Paul said to Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. Fight. Come on, we're, we're changing the, we're, 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 we're flipping the script today, if you want to call it that, in Jesus Christ today. Praise God. Praise God. 
Praise God. Come on, continue to pray. God bless you. I just want to say thank you for watching. If you feel like this could, if you feel like God put somebody on your heart while you're watching this, that they could they could use this or this is for them. I want you to be willing to share this. We don't, I don't get any credit. It's not building any kind of brand, but I believe God gave this word specifically for people today if they would receive it and God would begin to use it, activate it in their life. In Jesus name, God bless you. Just want to say thank you for being a part this morning. Thank you for watching, but don't stop now. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Keep believing. Keep trusting. Keep reaching out in faith and God will do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. It's not a moment thing. It's not a today thing. It's an everyday thing. It's not because, well, today's Sunday. And I know because today is Sunday, then I'm going to just have it Sunday. But tomorrow, real life begins. My friend, can I tell you, real life is every day with Jesus. Not a Sunday thing. I know today is Sunday. You're like, well, he shared with this on Sunday. So I guess it's only meaning for Sunday. No, I'm sharing this with you today because God's going to do the same thing tomorrow. If you would get up and you would activate your faith, you would activate your faith in him. The same thing tomorrow as you do today. In Jesus name, I speak that you would receive all of this today in faith. In Jesus name. God bless you. Thank you again for watching. I pray that you are blessed by what you see in Jesus' name. And please come back and be with us again next time.